0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Express Your Shelf, a library podcast. My name is Molly Chenault and today we have joining us Robin Newell, our library director. Good morning, Robin.
1: Good morning, Molly. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well.
0: So thank you so much for coming and being a guest on our podcast. We wanted to start with our second episode of the podcast, kind of doing an introduction of staff because a lot of people may know the libraries in Emporia, but they may not know who runs it. And honestly, that's one of the most important parts. So we thought we'd start at the top. So could you tell us a little bit about how long you've worked at the Emporia Public Library.
1: Well, I've worked here. Um, it'll be four years on March 15th um, this year, so I'll start my fifth year here in March.
0: Oh, an anniversary know, coming I up!
1: Know. That's exciting. It is nice to be here.
0: What kind of things are your are your, in your job as a director? What kind of things do you do?
1: I pretty much do everything.
0: <laughs> in my job it's, as a director—it's kind of a general
1: question. We're in a medium-sized library. We are a medium-sized library, so basically, what I do in my job as, as as a director is I manage the staff that we have, and I do the budget. That I sounds like fun. Approve, yeah. I, I, I do. I enjoy. I enjoy the, uh, the budget every year. Um, it's it gets easier in some ways every year uh, because you know the organization. You know where you want the money to flow each year. So it it does actually get easier to do the budget. And I'm really happy to have the support that we have here in in, in Emporia for um, for the funding and everything that we receive. So, so I do the budget. I work for the library board. So there's a board meeting every month that I prepare director's reports. And we have staff reports. And so I work with, with the board and the agenda. And then I do just... A lot of miscellaneous types of things in the library. I do outreach programs. I just did one for AARP last week and a a PEO group. So I do outreach into the community. The other programming outreach that I do is with Leadership Emporia. Um, So just a wide variety of tasks. And, you know, I... I check books out when I need to. I, I, I've i gotten the book drop before. I just do whatever needs to be done when it needs to be done. But we've got a great staff here, and, and uh, I, I can't say enough good things about all the hard work they put into this library.
0: Right. It's kind of with our size of a library, which is, as she said, a medium-sized library. It can be all hands on deck when we need to be because we just fill in for each other as needed. Right. So what would you say is one of your favorite things about working
1: at, specifically, Emporia Public Library. I think the impact that we can have on the quality of life in the community is my favorite. Doing doing the preschool programming, doing the adult programming, doing the teen, you know, just a lot of the uh, variety of program that we do, the materials that we carry, the fact that we, you know, I, I'm able to do a lot of different, different type of services and materials. And I like that. I, I like the not coming into work and doing the same thing every day. (laughs) I like the excitement of not knowing what's going to walk through the door to public library, what kind of problems you're going to have that day, and what kind of opportunities on the other side of that.
0: I know that I've been really excited about the new things that we've been adding to our library. Besides different opportunities for programming and outreach, we've added some new services like our mobile hotspots Mm -hmm. that uh, we just got 10 more of. Can you tell me what you look for when you are looking to add new things to the library?
1: Well, I try to look at trends, and I'm very thankful that we have the opportunity to travel. I go to national conferences where I see a lot of, of new and exciting gadgets and software and opportunities to um, be a better steward. Sometimes of the budget that we do receive, so I just I look at trends, and I again I just I really try to think about if. If I was new to Emporia or a longtime user in Emporia, what would what would improve my life here at Emporia, and, and what could the library do? And it could be something as simple as as uh, you know we we have the computers here, we have the uh, public access computers where people can access tax software this time of year, which is a big deal. Uh, we have the printers where they can print, we have the scanners where they can scan. So. You know, individuals that just don't have those types of things at their home, the library really helps in that whole digital divide, that gap there between people who can afford to have all the technology at home and, and those that cannot. And even with some of those that can't afford all the technology, sometimes it's nice to have somebody that can answer questions for you, you know, how to download it, an ebook or why won't this app work on my phone and that type of thing. So the library can provide those services.
0: So that's what you're doing currently. Can you tell me a little bit about
1: how you came to be a librarian? Oh, that's a long and <laughs> a long story. I've always been involved in people organizations, whether it was my church when I was younger. Um, I was on my first uh, nonprofit board when I was 19. I always liked the feeling of community within organizations, the co-op, the Natural Foods Co-op that I belonged to was, was indeed a, a community. We had our own newsletter, and I was a co-editor of the newsletter for, for years. But it, it was that sense of community that I really liked and enjoyed. And I went from that to Mothers of Preschoolers, which is a, which is a group for moms to come together and, and talk about uh, their children and, and to grow uh, in their lives. So I've always been involved in organizations, you know, Boy Scouts that really focused on on people and growing people. I wish I could say that when I was born I wanted to be a librarian, but that's not true. Or that when I was in high school I wanted to be a librarian because that's not true either. I kind of came to librarianship as uh, late in life and and had a lot of experience with all of these organizations serving. Um, serving communities and serving groups of people. So I actually started volunteering at my uh, child's media center in the elementary grade. And the media specialist there was really wonderful. And I volunteered for her for two years. And then the school hired me. Uh, and I worked there for two years as a as a media paraprofessional, and I really got the bug. That's when the the librarian who who is I think is my mentor came to me and said, "You know, Robin, this would be a great thing for you to do. You have the personality, you you, you love the materials, you love reading, you understand what it does for people in their lives." So she just suggested I go back to school and and um, finish up my school, and and that's kind of what I did. And then I got a job in a public library, and that, and it's just kind of taken off from there. From one public li- part-time public library job to a full-time public library job, and then by that time I knew I was going to be in an administration because I was told that that's where I needed to be, and uh, it's been a really good fit for me to get my master's in 2007 and to really be able to see the change that libraries can make in communities. So it's been very fulfilling to me on a personal level and especially profil- fulfilling to me on a professional level to do the um, the kinds of things that, that I've always wanted to do. And where did you get your master's from? I got my master's from the University of Missouri at Columbia. That was a uh, program uh, Nebraska did not have, and I was living in Nebraska at that time, Nebraska doesn't have a master's program, so they actually uh, work with the University of Missouri to bring in Uh, that program to the state, and so it was a a partially, again, in the classroom situation and and partially online, which worked really well for me because at that point in my life, um, I had two teenagers and had plenty to do besides school. I had two teenagers, I had a full-time job, a lot going on. So I I really liked the online component, uh, not having to be in the classroom every day.
0: And contrary to what a lot of people seem to believe, librarians don't live in the library. So now we're going to talk about maybe some stuff outside. Robin, do you have any hobbies outside of work? I do. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I have hobbies. I, um, I but I have to tell you the story because we were you were talking earlier and about being the director of a library. and, and I, I don't know about a year ago I was I was talking to some youth in the youth area that were on the computers and and just kind of saying hi and how are you and you know what are you guys up to and and they wanted to know who I was and I said well I'm the the director of the library and they they didn't know what the director of the library was so I said well you know I'm I'm kind of the boss here and they just looked at me and said the library has a boss yeah just like we have a boss <laughs> that was just like the strangest thing to these these young people so I just yeah I had to throw that story in because it was it was just one of the the cutest administration stories I think I've, I've ever. I've ever run into. They just think this place just kind of... Exists. (laughs) Exists. But I do have hobbies. Uh, One of my hobbies has always... I'm a huge nonfiction reader. Um, I like to cook. uh, So I read a lot of cookbooks. Uh, Not as many as I used to. I do a lot of gardening. That's probably my second. I just kind of like sitting on the front porch, which is another one of my hobbies. But it's usually after I've cooked something and and done gardening. And of course Um, not in this weather. (laughs) Yeah. But those are probably the three biggest... I like to swim. Um, I'm a beach person. I'm not. A, I'm not a Colorado mountain person. I'd much rather go to the Gulf Coast any day. But those are probably my biggest my biggest hobbies. Um, I like to craft, but honestly, I just don't have the time to do that. I, I like. I sew. I crochet. I I like to make like wreaths and stuff like that and gift baskets but again time is one of those situations that just kind of gets away from me. So you've lived in Emporia for about 4 years now, is that right? Mm-hmm. About I came here in um in about January 2015. That uh, was when I moved from from Nebraska here. So, yeah. What are some things that
0: you like about living in Emporia?
1: Oh, I love Emporia because this is my size of town. I love I love Midwestern communities between 15,000 and 30,000 that have a college, a small college, and that still have that egg flavor. So that's why I love Emporia. I mean we can you know if there's blue stem and there's, and then there's Emporia State and there's, um, there's just so many um, uh, diverse parts of Emporia. Um, I like the people here. I think they're very friendly. Uh, they've been great uh, to work with in service organizations. I worked with Lions and um, Rotary, uh, and that's been been a really great uh, experience to get to meet people. My church, of course. So I, I just I like the people here. They're they're honest um, and they will uh, tell you what they want, and tell you what they don't want, um, and and I and that kind of the way I am um, being raised in in Nebraska, and um, so. I, I appreciate that. Um, the weather, you know, it's it's Kansas, but I will tell you that the weather in Kansas is a whole lot better than the weather is six hours north in Nebraska. So I'm happy to be in Kansas.
0: I have to hold on to that when I look at my, my weather app and it says the real feel is negative 16 when I have to go to work.
1: I, I hear you, um, but I'm you know. Yeah, I I remember the days of like eight foot snowdrifts that you used to make caves in. So this is this is nothing nowadays.
0: So you said you like to read nonfiction, but is there any book that nonfiction or fiction or something in
1: between that you would like to recommend for our listeners to check out? Your leadership edge is always a favorite for me. I I like the book. It's got lots of of cartoons in it that that, and I'm visual. I like to I like I learn visually. I like to see things. So I, I like your leadership edge. When I say cartoons, it's not so much ha ha cartoons, but they're they're graphic drawings that really make you think about your perceptions and your life and how you do things. So that's one of them. The other one would be right now I'm reading Blind Spot, which talks about implicit bias, which is basically prejudice, um, which has been a very eye-opening book for me and I I've really enjoyed that. So I would I would recommend that highly. And you you learned about that one at a conference. Is that right? I did. I got involved with the Medical Library Association about a year ago at a conference, and through that I've been able to receive some grants to to go to some other conferences. And this was a pre-conference that really focused on, do librarians give the same medical literacy information to everyone, or do we as librarians have implicit interior biases that would preclude us from giving the same information to everyone. And I will tell you it's really made me think about how I react to people, not only in the library, but in my whole in my whole life, um, as far as answering questions and, and talking with them and that type of thing. But it's been a really good really good experience
0: right because as much as I would love to tell people that librarians are superheroes we are all still humans absolutely and and we all do have biases but as long I think as long as we recognize that and make an effort to work around it we'll still be good at our jobs
1: well I think that's what I like about the book is because it talks about it doesn't matter whether you're a librarian or a police person or a nurse or whatever if you're human you have these things and yeah it's just been an interesting book so i wish i could whip a, a fiction book out for you and say oh this is the best one but honestly i i cannot tell you what the last fiction book i read was so oh no i could <laughs> i was gonna say i think it was i think it was one of those fantasy
0: those oh um, you were telling me about the genevieve Cogman books. yes
1: yeah and i and i did read one of those that was my last fiction book i read and i, I really enjoyed that because i loved harry potter books and and this had just enough of, of that uh, Harry Potter magical fantasy land that yeah. um, that was good. I so. think the title was The Burning Page. Yes. That's yeah. one of them, anyway. Because yeah. it was it's fantasy, but library. And, mm-hmm. and I'm really looking forward to the um, movie that's coming out April 4th um, about the homeless people in the library that yes. Emilia Estevez did, which I think is called... The Public. The Public. So I have not seen that yet, but I am looking forward to that, so...
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. And thank you, listener, for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for our next episode, you are welcome to uh, email us at reference at org. That's reference at dot org. And thank you for listening.
1: On the splendor of the moonlight On the blue, blue bay